0: Take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. The word play of the day. How did I react? When some people thought I was autistic. Answer. When some people thought I was autistic, I showed them how they ought to think and how I best used my crutches or sticks. Thought of the day comes from actor, vaudeville performer, humanitarian, and social commentator, Will Rogers. He said, It isn't what we don't know that gives us trouble. It's what we know that ain't so. Hello friends, and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with spastic cerebral palsy as a result of being born two months prematurely in the 1970s. Spastic cerebral palsy is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. The spasticity occurred because of the stiff or tight or involuntary muscle movements. It primarily impacted my legs and secondarily impacted my arms and hands in a milder way. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a physical disability in school. I was sometimes forced or coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options, understandings, or lack of support. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990, or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in New York in 1991. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result of not readily having access to reasonable accommodation, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. This is episode 76. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Today I am talking about reasonable accommodations. I am using information from the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about some of the reasonable accommodations I received as an usher at the United Artists Movie Theater in 1989. I also talk about some of my experiences with the 1989 movie Rain Man, starring Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. It featured a fictional autistic savant character with the abilities to recall and remember dates or memorize other information. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now let's both take hold and engage. According to the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission website. In general, reasonable accommodation is any change in a work environment, or it also involves the way things are customarily done that enables an individual with a disability to enjoy equal employment opportunities. The three categories of reasonable accommodations for a person with a disability include, number one, modifications or adjustments to a job application process. Number two, modifications or adjustments to a work environment or the duties performed. And number three, modifications or adjustments that give the same benefits or privileges as employees without disabilities. Reasonable accommodations must be provided to qualified employees regardless of whether they are part-time or full-time or probationary. Generally the individual with the disability must inform the employer that an accommodation is needed. Reasonable accommodation modifications can include number one making existing facilities accessible number two job restructuring Number three, modifying work schedules. Number four, acquiring or modifying equipment. Number five, changing tests, training materials, or policies. Number six, providing qualified readers or interpreters. And number seven, reassignment to a vacant position. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or ROPE, I am talking about some reasonable accommodations I received at my job at the movie theater in 1989. In the last episode, I talked about the reassignment from being a movie theater box office attendant to being a movie theater usher. There was a vacant position as an usher, and my managers liked my effort and attitude. Another accommodation... That my managers made was that they provided a chair for me to sit in so that I wouldn't stand for too long at the ticket tearing podium. This helped because I didn't get tired. I also didn't want to sit for too long because my legs would sometimes spasm. Therefore I got up about every 20 minutes depending on the crowd traffic. A third accommodation was given to me by my managers to have them or my supervisor punch me in and out from a shift. This was because the administrative offices for the movie theater was about 25 steps upstairs on the second floor. One of my managers Mr. Biggs recognized that it was difficult for me to climb stairs and descend stairs. He also asked me if I wanted an accommodation. I didn't want to seem weak, but he said it was more of a safety and security issue. The accommodation involved me reporting to a supervisor or manager the time that I was ready to check in. A fourth accommodation was made so I didn't have to clean the individual movie theaters or sweep the hallways. Instead, I made a mental picture of the movie posters in my head and remembered the ending times or the ending credits. It was easy for me to remember and dispatch cleaning teams on the movie theater poster in my head. I was not particularly skilled at remembering things, but it was often easier for me to make mental pictures than to write things down. Sometimes I just thought faster Then my fingers or my body moved. So I used different mental pictures. That brings me to the memory of the oscar winning movie Rain Man. The fictional movie is about the neurotypical developed Charlie Babbitt. Charlie was portrayed by Tom Cruise. Charlie discovered that he had an older brother with autism named Raymond. Raymond Babbitt was portrayed by Dustin Hoffman. People with autism sometimes experience issues with social communications and interactions and also may exhibit repetitive patterns of behavior, interests, or activities. The term perseveration is sometimes used in relation to autism. Perseveration is when someone gets fixated on or stuck on an idea, topic, or behavior. While the fictional Raymond Babbitt struggled as an adult with autism, he also exhibited extraordinary abilities as a savant to count and remember things. A couple of examples from the movie included counting toothpicks that fell on the floor and remembering phone numbers he read from the phone book. As a reminder, here's a clip from the Rain Man trailer. Of course I'm an excellent driver. He has me drive slow on the driveway. There's only 28 miles on the odometer since I drove it a week ago last Saturday. It should be more than 28 miles. What is this, who is this guy? Raymond is your brother. My brother, I, I don't have a brother. connect them. Drive bones, easy, cool, connect them. Try bones now. Of, of course, I'm an excellent driver. You know how to drive? Yeah. <laughs> right now! Right, 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 right? You never never touch the steering wheel when I'm driving. Do you hear me? Yeah. Do you hear me? Of course, I don't have my underwear. What? Dim bones, them bones, gonna walk around with them. You use everybody. I'm using Raymond. Raymond! Raymond, am I using you? Am I using you, Raymond? Yeah. Shut up! He is answering a question from a half hour ago! Disconnect them bones, them. Dry bones, disconnect them bones, them. Dry bones, disconnect them bones, them. them. Trip, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. What happened this past week? Dance with Charlie Babbitt. You wanna learn how to dance? Yeah. Dance with your brother? I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel a little silly. What else did you do? Kiss Susanna. Did you enjoy kissing a woman? I don't know. How was that? Wet. <laughs> Wet? Yeah. Mm. Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise in a Barry Levinson film. I like having you for my brother. I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> I remember watching different movie trailers that would play in the movie theater lobby on a loop about every five minutes. I was particularly fascinated by the label of autism as a disability, and the savant aspect of having memory recall of numbers and calendar dates. I identified with Raymond Babbitt in a proximal way because I had a disability. But I also knew that I had an enhanced memory and other abilities. One of the advantages of being an usher at a movie theater was going into the theater during the movie to watch a specific scene to check on the movie or just observe the people in the theater. I remember watching the restaurant scene when Raymond Babbitt recited Waitress Sally Diggs' phone number after reading the phone book night before. Raymond also counted 246 toothpicks that had fallen on the floor and there were four left in the box leaving a total of 250 toothpicks. I also remember watching clips of Raymond Babbitt repeating or perseverating about Judge Wapner and the People's Court. I identified with repetitively frustrating aspects of disabilities For me, the repetitive frustration of balance and coordination and lack of control helped me identify with the Rain Man movie. I didn't find out until later in life more about the aspects of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity generally refers to the brain's ability to grow, change, adapt, and reorganize information. But whenever I think about neuroplasticity now, I think about Raymond because his disability also gave him extraordinary abilities. The character of Raymond Babbitt was based on Kim Peek. Kim Peek was an autistic savant who could memorize whole books and possessed a calendar-like memory. As Will Rogers said, It is not what we know that gives us trouble, but it's what we know that ain't so. These days, autism and autism spectrum disorder are more widely understood, accepted, and more reasonably accommodated. Because I grew up before the ADA, I learned and adapted from other disabilities. Were there one or two things that you learned from this episode that you could lean into? Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to... The show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on The Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at Podcast at gmail.com. Or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast.